Welcome to Sidman United Methodist Church in person and the online streaming for the Sidman, Beaverdale, and Dunlow United Methodist Churches. Uh, if you could please stand and join in the hymn of promise this morning. Come, thou long expected Jesus, in your hymnals, it's number 124. faith. It's Psalm 80 verses 1, 1 and 2 and then 8 through 19. This is a responsive reading. 
Hear us, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead jo Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth. Before heaven, and Awaiting your might, come and save us. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it, and it took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out its arrows to the sea, its shoots as far as the river. Why have you broken down its walls so that all who pass by pick its grapes? For the forest and the creatures of the Return to us, O God Almighty. Look down from heaven and see. Watch over this vine. The root right hand the your vine is cut down, it is burned with fire. At your rebuke, your people perish. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand, the son of man you have raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God Almighty. Make your face shine upon us, that we may be saved. Please be seated. And on the back page of your bulletin, you can follow along with the announcements this morning. For Sidman, uh, Sunday, August 21st, there will be a church council meeting after church. And on Sunday, August 28th, there will be a con congregational meeting after church. You can see some announcements there for Beaverdale and Dunlow. And then for the charge, Today, August 14th, there is a PPR and Finance Committee meeting at 12.30 back at our pavilion. And on Sunday, September 18th, there is charge conference with the DS at 6.30, PPR at 6 at Beaverdale. Are there any other announcements this morning? Dalton? Can we have a... Or, I'm sorry, Denton. Could we have a quick church council and trustee today okay everybody hear that Ch quick church council and trustees immediately following service today matt okay, we're getting rid of a few of the tables downstairs we replaced those with uh, lighter plastic weight tables so they're six foot if you're interested in a couple tables cbf church and also the chairs as well okay chairs available see see uh, matt after church any other announcements Hearing none, if the children would come forward for the children's message. Pencils. And I thought, you know what? 
And now I'm getting ready for, to go back too. And I thought, well, I better start gathering my supplies. So I bought out my stuff and I thought, well, I don't necessarily want to buy new because I still have some old stuff. And I thought, no, you know what? I've got some pencils here. This one, well, that one's brand new, right? It doesn't even have a point on it. Can I use that? No. I have to sharpen it. Can you imagine being a pencil and getting sharpened? That'd be a little painful, wouldn't it? Yeah. Then I've got this one. That one's been used, hasn't it? It looks like it was, that, that's probably my husband's pencil. It looks like it was sharpened with a, a, a pocket knife. And, uh, but it can still be used. It's a little dull. It needs sharpening, it needs brushing up. And then, of course, there's this kind, which I can never figure out. It's a great idea, but I never figure out how to put the lead back in it once it runs out. But this one's always got, it's always ready, right? And then this guy, even though he's not big and brand new and pretty like that one, he's got a nice sharp point. Right? That's not bad, right? He's perfect. He's not perfect. It looks like he's been through some work. But we can use that guy pretty well, can't we? Yeah? And I thought, you know what? We're kind of like these pencils with God. Some of us, well, we look good. But are we useful? Can't use it, can you? Oh, it's pretty on the outside. It's nice, nice, brand new. Oh, boy, I put that on my desk and say, look at that pretty pencil. But it's useless. It doesn't do any good. This guy, oh, he's ready all the time, buddy. He's got to run out of lead, and I'm not going to figure out how to get back in. Then I've got a piece of plastic. i got to throw that one away. So it's good for a while, but unless I know how to use it, how to make it recharge with lead, it's, it's going to be useless, too. Well, this guy, he's been through a lot. He's probably seen some serious work in his life. But if I sharpen him up, he's probably a little tired. But if I put him in that pencil sharpener and sharpen him up, will it be useful again and ready to roll? Absolutely. This guy, oh, he's been worn. Look at the racer's almost gone. But he's nice and sharp and ready. And these pencils are like us with God. We don't want to be pretty and useless. We don't want to be useful for a while and then... We run out of steam and can't get ourselves recharged, and then we're just a shell, nothing in there, not doing any good. Right now, a lot of us might be like this guy. We look pretty worn, but you know what? We just need to recharge, get a nice sharp point so we can be useful. And how do we recharge ourselves with God? Stick ourselves in a pencil sharpener, oh, that'd be pretty painful. Sometimes, sometimes doing things for God is painful. Like if this pencil could feel things, it might be a little painful getting sharpened. Sometimes that's, it's tough for us to get sharpened by God. But we need to have a nice sharp point so we can go out and do His work. So even though we might feel like this, we just need a little recharge so that we can get His work done for Him. So as we get ready for school this year, let's remember we need to get a sharp point on our, on our brains, just like we need to have a sharp point on our life for God so we can get out there and do the work He wants us to do. Because a pencil without a point is useless. And a Christian without a point on their life for God is also useless, and we don't want to be useless for God. Let's say with prayer. <coughs> Dear Lord, as we enter our new school year coming up, we ask that you be with us. You ask that you help keep us focused to do the work that we need to do to better ourselves in school, but also help keep us focused so that when we see those people walking around in school who look like they need a friend or need a pat on the back, that we can be that sharp point. We can be that, that useful thing in, in their lives that we can do good work in your name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>
Do we have any joys to celebrate this morning? Well, you're in the little boy who prayed for you and his brother ruined it He didn't have a little brother last week? No. Oh, he was born since then last week. Oh! <laughs> I thought a little brother just appeared and knocked on the door. How am I? I'm your little brother. <laughs> Any others? I saw today on the way coming here four deer. The first time I've seen four, four together. One of them ran in front of the car. Luckily I didn't hit it or it didn't hit me. And I, I looked off to the side and one of them was a, a little fawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there are there are deer around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't believe you in eight or anything like that. But uh, there, there, there are around. I just hope I don't get to see one of them hit my car. It's, as Matt says, every time he sees my car, there's a new dent on it. So we'll ha we'll have to uh, we'll, have, we'll have to see. Any other uh, joy joyful joyful things? Oh, they came to cut the grass yesterday, and whether I do this each time they come to cut the grass, I feel guilty when I'm in the house and they're out cutting the grass. So I went out and started weeding yesterday, weeding. See what planting flowers would do for you? Oh, the flowers are coming up real nice. The black-eyed Susans are about that high, and the other flowers, oh, they're, they're really, really nice. I'm just not sure if I'm, what I'm watering is a plant or a weed. I'm not sure, because I water everything. So I went out and I started with, I even had my special knife that Kathy bought for me that, that you use for weeding. And I went out and I weeded for an hour. Then I went in and slept for about two hours. <laughs> I was bending over, jeez, there's got to be an easier way to go about it. But the next time they come and uh, 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 they come about once a week, uh, I'll go out and weed, weed some more. And by the time the snow gets here, all the weeding will be done. I'll be good till next year. And then I got to do it all over again. Although I'm looking for materials to kill the stuff with. I'm not going to use Roundup either. That stuff's dangerous. That stuff's dangerous. Paul, that stuff's dangerous. Especially with a cat. With a cat. Oh, the cat caught something. I don't know what it was because I couldn't make it out. And by the time, by the time he was done with it, I still couldn't make it out because he'd bitten this part off and that part off and this and all that, all that sort of stuff. And now I have to go out on the back porch and 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 brush off with hot water. I think that's all I have to do. The blood that you can see where he's left his his objects in front of the door. There are three of them there. Blood stain here. Blood stain there. Blood stain there. So I got I got to get rid got rid get rid of those. So so he's having a good good time. He finally caught something, yeah. How about concerns? Do we have any concerns? June, Tommy. Who's going back to school this week? I've heard the 24th is when, of course, that's Forest Hills. I can remember when I would be having the face of being going back to school, I'd have to start practicing my instruments about now. So I remembered what I was doing because I played the flute, clarinet, sax, trumpet, trombone, keyboard, drums and uh, and guitar so I'd always have to practice them and get get my lip back in shape uh, not for the trumpet but for the for the other thing so I could demonstrate them to the kids and then I wouldn't play them until this time next year the instruments again any other uh, concerns for safe traveling mercies as we go on vacation I got that prayer down I got that prayer down you don't have to write that. I don't have the schools. I was going to do that next week because it's the 24th. But some people may be returning. Alex is returning to school. Any others? Well, let's enter into our atmosphere of prayer.
as we raise our voices up to God Almighty. So let us pray. Oh God, we give you all our possessions. Let us value them and use them only for you. Let us faithfully give back to you, though through giving to the poor and needy, all that you have entrusted to us. We give you ourselves and our all, governed and orders us and all that is ours. We give our reputation to you. May it be used to advance your honor in the world. When we are tempted to think again like the world and to adapt to the customs that surround us, let us say, we do not belong to ourselves. We do not serve ourselves, nor the world, but our God. We, give, we will give to God what belongs to God. Dear Lord, we pray for the well-being and safety of our youth, and we pray for all those who are going back to, uh, uh, to school within the next uh, 10 days, I believe it is. Uh, we pray, and we also pray for the uh, for the teachers and the faculty and the staff that are, that finds themselves uh, uh, getting back to school before the students uh, show up. So we pray for their uh, uh, well-being and the peace of mind uh, in, before the uh, rush starts. We pray for the good health and well-being of members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for the law enforcement, military, especially Second Lieutenant Carl Smith, and the health workers. We pray for the leaders of our country, special prayer for the leaders of our country and community and our church. We pray for people going on vacations, that they have a safe journey, an enjoyable vacation, and a safe return to their homes. And we pray for all those who are, who are having to deal with some kind of, a, of health issue. Give them the strength to, to get, get through their, their, uh, their, or, their health ordeal. We pray for Thomas, and we pray for uh, Tom and Roseanne Burkett. And we pray for Jean Evacco. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that uh, had come to the people while we were praying, let them say that name out loud. Dear Lord, let us bring our prayer time to a close now by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Will our ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts and offerings.
our gracious God, we come before you again on this second Sunday in the month of August to worship you, to sing your hymns, to hear your psalms, and to hear your word. We thank you for this opportunity, and we have two young, young people who are here today to present to you the tithes and gifts and offerings that have been collected from this congregation to be used for the help and the running of the church and with spreading your word throughout the air and on the internet. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. Amen. That's it. Just lay everything down. Good. Good point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please be seated. The lectionary reading today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a group of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and people of Judah, Judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I looked for good grapes, why did it yield only bad? Now I will tell you what I am going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedges, and it will be dis destroyed. I will break down its wall, and it will be trampled. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated and briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel, and the people of Judah are the vines he delighted in. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed, for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. Words to live by for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Isaiah was a prophet. And Isaiah was lived before Christ was born. And to be a prophet, with everything you prophesize, you have to be right. And Isaiah was one of the prophets that was right. He's considered a major prophet because the difference between a major and a minor prophet is how large is their book that they've written. And Isaiah is, 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 a, is, a bigger, is a big book, so it's considered one of the major prophets. Uh, we have other prophets who are minor prophets only because their books are so, so small. That's the only difference between them. It's not the in influence they had, it's the uh, size of the book that they, uh, uh, they wrote. Well, Isaiah was addressing the people of Israel who were planted in the most fertile of places. And God thought them to be the choicest of vines. God had high expectations for his people, but they continued to be disappointing. The image of the vineyard would relate to Isaiah's audience because grapes was the best growing crop in Judah. A grape crop needs a great deal of preparation and care. In the first year, the land must be cleared of plants and rocks and then plant the finest vines you could buy. In the second year, fences and watchtowers would be built that would be used to keep out marauders, two-legged and four-legged. Finally, in the third year, the fruit should be ready. The important theme in this text is the contrast between God's loving providence and the ingratitude and perversity of humankind. God's generous provisions of merit is met with ingratitude. Good is given, but evil is returned. The initiatives of love have every reason to expect a response of love, but the response was contempt. The form that contempt of divine love takes is what we're dealing with now, injustice. We all have done everything right, only to have our efforts result in no return. 
The gardener did everything to protect his vineyard and help it to grow. But instead of sweet grapes, what was produced left a taste of disappointment. The gardener did everything right, but the vineyard failed. Isaiah's words picture what happens when a people refuse to care and nurture that has been generously given to them. There's still hope. But first, the people must be willing to see and hear the horrible things Isaiah was seeing. If we can face our part in these things, we might just be ready to submit ourselves into the hands of the master gardener, who still dreams of a vineyard yielding gorgeous fruit for the whole world. There was an ant that defiantly declares that it doesn't believe in man. I could yell and jump up and down in front of the ant to prove my existence, but his perspective is too puny. His intellect too small. His perception so restricted that he doesn't see me. Does this mean I don't exist? No, it means he's too small to see me. The only way I would be able to save that ant from destruction would be to become an ant. That's what God did for us. God said, I love you so much, I'll become one of you to tell you about life and death, heaven and hell, sin and salvation. That's how much our Lord loves us. He's talking about Christ. There's a real parallel between the people of Israel and our own country. God has blessed us greatly as a nation. He has blessed us with great freedom and incredible prosperity. And yet we too often are forgetting about God. We think it's our constitution, our democratic government, or our free enterprise system that has made us great. We think we have done this by our own ingenuity, creativity, and hard work. We congratulate ourselves, all the while forgetting about God. The Lord says, I have blessed you. I have worked with you. I have given you so much. You are my vineyard. But as I look for fruit in your nation, I find nothing but wild, bitter grapes. The people had enjoyed the gift of God, and then they just were forgetting about God. God's hand is outstretched to our country. The mistakes we've made personally as a church, as a church family, as a community, and as a country have been forgiven and covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Isaiah understood that all political success and failure is directly related to the moral condition of the society. Isaiah's take on the situation is as relevant, relevant and pitiful now as ever. Over 2,000 years ago, he was talking about this. God comes to the vineyard of our nation and looks for the fruit of thanksgiving, rightness, holiness, love, mercy, and compassion, but all he finds is sour grapes and wild fruit. The solution is repentance. But nations don't repent. People do. Therefore, it's time for us to accept our part in the corrupt state of our society. It's time for us to change our activity and pray on behalf of our country. You can see these words come true just by watching the evening news. No matter what the station you, you watch, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, any of them, CNN, you can see all this coming true. We're living through, we're living through this now. Are we in the beginning of it, the middle of it, or the end of it? And that's just what's going on in, in the world. We have something that's going on in the Methodist Church that we'll be talking about in sometime in September, after our church charges is, is over with.
And it's, it's Isaiah. His words are, are, are coming true now to this day. Over 2,000, 2000 years later after he, after he lived. What a prophet to, to tell us what we're, what we're having to go through. That's why we need to read the Bible. This particular section is called the Song of the Vineyard. I'm not, I wasn't going to sing. Maybe I should have gotten Taylor to come up and, uh, and, and sing it. I don't know if there's music with it or not. Just, they just call it the Song of the Vineyard. There are a lot of songs in the, in the Bible. Songs of Mary, the songs of this, song of that. Uh, but no music has survived. So we don't know if it was mu- musical or just the, uh, poetry. But Isaiah's words are coming true, coming true now. Look at, look at what, just look at what took place this week. Where that has placed it, since Monday, where that has placed the country. Look at all the things that uh, have gone wrong. Will we, will America survive? I think it will, after working on this sermon, because it's, it's in my, it's in, I think it's in this prayer. It's got, not, our future's got nothing to do with our political leaders, because we're not putting our faith in God. That's who's going to be the one who determines our future. The future of the United States of America and the future of the Methodist Church or, or the global Methodist Church. God will be the one who will be deciding that. That's where we need to direct our prayers, which I will be doing. So let's do our part, and in doing our part, let's not be forgetting about God. Let us pray. Oh God, the creator and giver of all we hold dear to our hearts and beyond, let us carry out our daily lives never forgetting about you. Let us recognize your presence as we go about living our lives, never forgetting about you. Grant us the peace and quiet we need to overcome the noise of the world in order to never forget about you. Lord, we pray for the wellness of our country. Let us look to you and not our political leaders to take care of what's troubling our country. We have shown that if left up to us, we don't have your foresight nor the wisdom to tackle and conquer our problems. Let us put our entire trust in you, O Lord. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen. Let us now stand and sing the hymn of peace. Crown him with many crowns. It's on page 234 in your hymnal or on the screen.
Even though Isaiah lived over 2,700 years ago, don't discount his prophecies. He prophesied about the birth of Jesus. Prophets are never, never wrong. Whatever successes you have experienced in your life was because of God and God alone. Don't let yourself be forgetting of God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's people said, Amen. He gave us eyes to see the